So this week's Dick and Ham show is brought to you by Sal and Sal Accountants. We're good at numbers, not slogans. And the Old McCallum Taste of Summer. Old McCallum Sweet, Dry and Draft. Theoldmccallum.com. Welcome to the ranch and to the camp. Live from Melbourne, I'm uh, I'm David, your cop troller, live from Oslo. Sam is running late, so no surprises there. Uh, he will he be may or may not join. <laughs> Who knows? Yes, It'll be, be an unwelcome surprise. Yeah. Let's see. He'll just jump in like, and make it hard for the editor. But uh, so, so uh, if, if if the analogy with Essendon games there to go by, I'll come in at three quarter time, and everything will be fucked after that. Yeah, so, everything will go very poorly. <laughs> is he a bad luck charm on Essendon games? Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! How do not know this? I didn't know that. <laughs> like oh, there was there was a time where I mean, well, there's been a long time where Sam has just not gone to any games, but I distinctly remember sitting next to Boots and. Essendon will have just not turned up in the third quarter or something like that. And we looked at each other and be like, even though this isn't being broadcast live, I reckon this is the point where Sam would have started watching the replay at some point in the future. And that's yeah. why the Essendon, that's why Essendon's now screwed. It's an amazing power to have. And, it feels and that, like and it's that would be true. It. Mm. Oh, totally. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Great power to have. It feels like it's sort of slightly wasted on the, on, you know, the outcome of football games. And it's definitely got nothing to do with the fact that the club's been a bit of a shit show for 20 years. It's got nothing to do with that. You know, we otherwise would have been really good. But the two things are related. Yeah. Anyway. There's a there's an uncharitable Twitter account that someone occasionally sends me that counts the days since Essendon won a final and it's a lot of days. <laughs> it's so many days. It's like pre-iPhone. The, the person who runs that account may or may not be on this call. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a, is a hate Twitter account ranch that you run? Just, just. <laughs> I'm not. Boots is like, I think he's kidding. But he might not be kidding. Yeah, but, get someone to track true. the, uh, get someone to track the IP address. See, see who's behind it. But uh, mm. what, what a big few weeks it's been since we last spoke. Cause obviously we do this weekly ordinarily, but it's mm. been a few weeks this time, a bit of a gap. I almost don't know where to start. I mean, we do have a little bit of mail. First of all, we had some mail from our, our guy, Jeff. Um, I got to meet Jeff when I was in Australia. It was a, it was a thrill. Yes. Absolute thrill. Mm. Uh, good guy. Fantastic Did guy. Did you give him an uh, autograph in the end or, or not? No, I didn't. But, it, you know, it was, it was a real uh, reality. Did he ask for one? No. Oh, okay. Got <laughs> it. That was the main reason. He didn't want one. But uh, I just <laughs> thought, you know, look at how far we've come. You know, there was a time when we just had like 15, 20 listeners. And now... Here we are. We've got like 20, 25, including Jeff. <laughs> it was a real one of those moments. You know, started from the bottom and now, now we're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we might save Jeff's, uh, Jeff's mail. It's, it's music specific and we're going to have a special music episode soon. Um, so we'll come back to that one, Jeff. We did have one from our, our man in Hong Kong, which we could get to. Um, there's a couple of different topics. Ranch, I don't know if you've got it with you. One quick oh, China slash Hong Kong point before we get into it. Recent news, China's put a ban on, on sissy men. So they're concerned, Chinese government concerned about non-masculine depictions of modern masculinity. Uh, don't exactly know what that means. I think it's kind of the, the K-pop style, slightly androgynous, you know, hairstyles, makeup, clothes, and they just don't like that. So they've put a blanket ban on, on, on being a sissy man. And from now on, if you're going to uh, display your masculinity, you need to do it in a more traditional way. Now, uh, I, was I, remember... part, I was part of the last crackdown on sissy men in China. And I can tell you... <laughs> You really got run out of town. I can tell you, it was it made life difficult. It was not a good time for us, for some of us. I, I remember seeing that headline. Just remind me, the term "sissy man" is that actually in a government issued 
like I don't know, statement or at a press conference or something? Like, where did that bit come from? It was that was the that was the closest translation you could get. So I don't I don't speak <laughs> Mandarin. I don't know what, what the exact wording of it is, um, but that was the direct translation. You're not allowed to be a sissy man anymore. So that's the that. only way. The only way you can use that is if you actually use it in an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, right? Like it's the only <laughs> way it can be said and made okay. Shizzy man. <laughs> um, and, not, not, and not to make light of regular reader Dave situation. I mean, that sort of legal crackdown is not going to help him. No, oh. no, no. He's got some serious challenges to deal with. Here. I haven't actually made the connection there. Like, was everyone else on board with that connection? But well, I am now. No, I'm very much right. on board with it now. Wow. Yeah. Boots, that's cold. Mm. Okay, interesting. All right, so from David, we're just going to do this quickly because we've got a... Oh, hang on. There he is. Here he is. Sam has entered the chat. Or has Hello. he? He has Hello. entered the chat, Sam. Lovely to see you. We've been giving you a small amount of shit while we waited, of course. I thought, but, uh, I thought that might have happened. And we Sorry are right, I'm late, by the way. You'll, you'll hear that in the in the edit uh, later on, but it's not it's not yes. too bad. It's, look, it's only been nine of the eleven minutes dedicated to that. Two two other minutes we use for other stuff. Probably, um, <laughs> I'll probably skip that. I'll probably yeah. skip skip right past that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Before we enough. go to our, our our mailbag from David, have you got a commercial update, Sam? I was thinking two things: uh, advertising revenue update. How's that going? And also, yep. uh, special guest update. Have uh, has Matt Damon's people called us back about coming on the show? I don't remember the bit regarding Matt Damon, so I can't respond to that. Tom Cruise, any big names? You know, the, the whole idea that we, the, the big names want to be on Dick and Ham. I was just wondering how oh, that's going. <clears throat> Look, I'm chasing their people, coronavirus, a lot going on right now, the economy, et cetera. So they're hard to reach, but I assume they'll start to get back to me soon. Hugh, Hugh Jackman? You know, I was thinking about getting Machine Gun Kelly. He's in oh, the yeah. news. Yeah, topical. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got a lot of thoughts on about, a lot of things. Oh, Hugh Jackman's wife, Deborah Lee Furness. We might get her. Would she join? Yeah. No? Look, okay, not even. I'd right. rather get I'd rather get Hugh. Yeah, um, I think I think she'd aim high. Right no. I mean, we may have to go no, like we, we couldn't get Kylie Minogue, so we had to get Danny. Like, I'm not above that type of thing. We just need we just need the names though. <laughs> what about their cousin Trevor <laughs> Minogue? We might get him. <laughs> <laughs> Terrelgan, like, like, Dave, like oh. David Brent's band. Did you ever hear about that band, Texas? Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, it was such a perfect uh, example too, because everyone's heard of it, but it wasn't a great band. But they did have one very well known song. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, yeah. Keep working on Danny Minogue. There was an unkind uh, joke about Danny back in the day. Was that? Kylie Minogue looked like the type of woman you wanted to sleep with, whereas Danny looked like the type of woman you could sleep with. <laughs> un- unkind. That's, uh, unkind. That is unkind. That is unkind. unkind. What's Danny ever done wrong to anybody? She dated Jacques Villeneuve for a bit. I remember when I was working at the Jam Factory, they had a, uh, a fucking private screening in gold class, and, yeah, they both walked out. It, like, the Minogues are legendarily short, and I'm here to tell you they are so much shorter than you think. Like, <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. much shorter. Like, Give us like, some context, like yeah. a child height or bigger I, I than a child? Kylie, Kylie Minogue is, like, sub five foot and 40 kilograms. Yeah, like... Okay, so I'm six. Well, this is dangerous territory. Okay. I'm about six foot one. Okay, all right, all right, Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, and 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 she would have been Danny Minogue. I swear, would have been shorter than up to my armpit. Goodness, she's me. very very short. Jacques Villeneuve, F1 driver, he was like towering above her, incredibly short. And he's probably not yeah, that sure tall himself because F1 no, drivers not. are often not that tall because they no, don't fit in no. the uh, in the cockpit. But Jam Factory was a hotbed for celebrities ranch back in the day. I, I saw. Uh, Mark the Scud Philippusis, saw him there several mm-hmm. times. He used to love him. Yeah. Damien Cupido used to hang around there. 
Yeah, he's, he sure did. He had a he's job. Now. He's that now. Have you seen a photo of him recently? No. no. He just looked like he ate a mattress. You should see it. <laughs> Who else used to go there, Ranch? Any other... The, the, the Michael Long approach to post-AFL football. Yeah. <laughs> I, served, um, I served Ted Danson. Uh, a ticket That's at, a good the jam. That's a good dancing. one. That's Ted amazing. fucking dancing, baby. That's right. What, what did you uh, go to see? Ah, oh, forget. Something in the late 90s. Um, yeah, can't, can't remember. Might have even given him the ticket for free just because I thought he was cool. Um, find me now, Village. Will McConnell did, um, did uh, Daniel Ratcliffe. That's a pretty good one. That's a that's good amazing. one. That's a good one. At, at yeah, the Jam yeah, Factory. Cool. Yeah. Yep. With his parents. Nice. Like Cliff Richard. That's Cliff. a good one. That's a good that, one. That's, that's amazing too. Yeah, yeah. It's Living a hot, hotbed, hotbed of activity. Mm-hmm. At, at the Riverley where I worked, the celebrities were sort of more local. We had Max Walker came in. <laughs> nice. That's a great <laughs> oh, one. And he said, he sort of said, uh, what do you think of this movie? Is it any good? Or what? <laughs> I just laughed. And speaking of good voices, the other celebrities, <laughs> we had Bert Newton, RIP. Bert used to come in a lot and he was lovely. Oh, um, Bert. RIP. Classic. Yeah, the best. And we had Pete Smith used to come in and he, oh. was, he was funny. He was like, did he do the voice? He did the bit like he did this thing where he knew that people knew him and he, we had name tags. So oh. I, I'm tearing tickets and I look at him and I'm like, I do this bit. Like I know him like Pete. And he looks at my name tag. And he's like, David. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a well, massive fucking highlight of my whole okay, life. So, so we, we may not get to Vals's mailbag, but I think I told this story on an episode that Dave, I think it was the one that you didn't record. And so yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this one again, but yeah, I was once working at in boots. I don't think you were on the call, but um, yeah. Speaking of local Australian celebrities at the Rivoli, I was selling tickets in the Rivoli ticket box one day. And this, and this guy came in, it was very, very busy. Um, came in, bought a couple of tickets. I was like, geez, that guy is like vaguely, vaguely familiar. I have no idea. Kind of, I can't place him, but you know, maybe he's, I don't know, from the home shopping channel or some shit. I don't know. He's, he's a guy I've seen before, but I don't know him. He had glasses on, kind of gray hair. Um, gave me his ticket, blah, blah, blah. This whole, the, throughout the whole thing, I was just trying to work out who the fuck it is, who is it, who is it? And he gives me his credit card and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and pays for it. Um, and I can see it's, it says Anthony Barber. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. So there you go. Um, you know, pay for it, gave me his ticket. Go back, go back into the office and just like, hey, guys. Guess what? I just served Tony Barber's brother. I'm like, oh, really? How do you know it was that? Like, oh, yeah. We gave him his credit card and he said it was Anthony. But fuck, it's fucking Tony Barber. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, wow. Oh, you blew it. You, you blew it yeah. with the big moment with Tony Barber. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Tony Collette come to a thing at the Rivoli and you found her annoying, Hugh? Yeah, yeah. That was a Crown. Right. Yeah, yeah. Look, annoying. In hindsight, she was probably just like drunk or high or something like it was fine like she, she she wasn't that bad but just like like so many of these celebrity types they um you know like they're just they're just so big and they can't when they're on they kind of need to be so big and that kind of bigness yeah. with you know like when you're a kind of grumpy 20 something year old who works at a cinema that can be a bit grating sometimes so like it was probably mm-hmm. it was probably just that to be honest like she, she wasn't that bad Nicole Kidman was pretty good Eric Banner uh, almost the best celebrity ever met. Like he just, you know, um, we had big um, uh, premieres at, at the Rivoli. He just lives locally. He just like everyone else turns up in 
fucking, you know, limos and all this sort of stuff. Russell Crowe can't get there within three hours of the time he's meant to get there while everyone sits in the cinema waiting for him. Eric Banner just walks around the corner in Camwell with his wife, just walks in, says hi, goes to the after party, stays there till the end of the whole thing, just talking to everyone. He was he was magnificent. Nice. Real champ. Good bloke. Happy to hear that. That's, that's, it, like you don't want to hear a guy like that turns out to be a dick because sometimes, so often they someone like that, you're like, oh, that's a shame. I was really hoping he wasn't a dick, but that's Speaking cool. of guys that get the ranch going, I um I stumbled across a photo because it was in a photo with Nick Kyrgios of on uh, Instagram of Nick Giannopoulos, which oh, per my per my Instagram don't. theory always followed the worst people. Every one of them's <laughs> like, look at this wog, something something wog, wog wog oh, hashtag no. wog hashtag. Every one of them, and he hashtags every post with with fucking hashtag f a r k e n. I think it's a joke. I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> so great. bad. You should see it. Yeah. So anyway, David, uh, the the segment that we kind of introed about 20 minutes ago, uh, we might as well get to this. So David writes, uh, he's got one, two, three, four, five questions here. Number one, is it worse for you to drink Diet Coke or regular Coke? Discuss. Very good question. I'm going to say Diet Coke, far worse. Aspartame and those other kind of sweeteners, they are they are pretty awful for you. And my view is just drink the Coke with the normal sugar and do something about the amount of sugar and calories you are putting into your body instead. Does it depend on the type of Coke? Because you get corn syrup sweetened Coke versus Don't overcomplicate sugar. it. No, but no, I think that the high is, fructose corn syrup is is worse for yeah, you I've, than raw sugar. I've heard, I've heard that stuff out. Is, is that in Coke? Some types of Coke, yes. Some types of Coke, no. Boots, I, know, I know you're Coke. a Pepsi Max man, not so much a Coke man, but do you know the, the split between who uses... Uh, high fructose corn syrup versus who uses sugar in coke. Oh, no, you know I, this. I, I try to avoid the sermonizing from the woke left about soft drinks and the danger thereof. So I just thought I'd let that blow it blow, blow it. Sure, do out ignore it. I'd... <laughs> Haven't you done a bit of sermonizing about smoking cigarettes in the past, uh, Boots? Oh, yeah, but that's no. got nothing to do with caring about whether you guys die or not. That's more and, just you know. And we were, smoke, we were smoking in his car as well. That was why he was sermonizing. Look, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, until I see some definitive evidence that smoking's bad for you, I'm not going to buy it. All right. Yeah, that's and that's what my clients say. Ooh, um, going to cut that out. Got to cut. That I need out. to bleep that. I think I need to bleep that. <laughs> I think I do. I do get irritated, by the way, by people who have ridiculous arguments like smoking's not bad for you by using that. There's always one random example of a person who lived to 100 and smoked every day. And there's people yeah, who extrapolate yeah. that out. It's like, see, that's proof. That's proof. Like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. it though? Isn't that just random chance? And that one person was really lucky. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's proof. Because there Definitely always fucking is that one person who lived to 100 <laughs> and smoked 100 a day. Um, yeah. okay. Anyway, Sam, what's your position on Coke v. Diet? Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> No, that was a question for Thank Sam. Position on Coke v. Diet, which <laughs> you regard as healthier or better to drink? Soft drinks, not not really one of my vices. I much prefer drinking Coke. And broadly speaking, it's all terrible, but the stuff that's been messed around with less is probably the one that I would normally try and go to if I had to drink either of them. And that, I imagine, would be the normal Coke rather than the diet. But I have put very little thought into it. Hmm. 
Got, got it. Um, his next question is, are the new burger joints like Five Guys, In-N-Out Burger, Shake Shack, etc., overrated and overpriced? This one's an easy one. No idea because none of those are in yeah. Australia. Vales. Yeah. So Do we live in stop, Milwaukee yeah. is my question, yeah, David. Stop, stop showing off. Yeah. Stop showing off with your bloody, yeah. you know, international fucking chains of burger joints, all right? Yep, it's a yep. it's a it's a reverse uh, humble brag. The worst. He's 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 not going to need to worry about that too much longer. Don't worry about it. Mm. Um, uh, cryptic threats from the camp. No, what, what yeah, were the chains? I've, been, I've been to some of them. What, what was it? Five Guys, Shake Shack, Five Guys, In and Out, and Shake Shack. I thought Shake Shack I, was been, a little overrated. Each same, same. Everyone used to queue up for it for forty-five minutes in New York, like it was something special. And go there, and you'd be like, "Yeah, this is yeah, it's good. I guess it's good. It's fine." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's not remarkable. It's burgers and fries and milkshakes. Bruce, mm. you're a famous burger lover. What do you got for us? Mm. Uh, I think the In-N-Out burger is the premium of those three. Never been. It's Why? really, what a, well, what about certainly it? when I traveled there, it's, um, oh, it's, look, it's just, a, uh, it tastes particularly nice. I'm sure they've kept it up with some version of heroin, which is why it tastes good. But the, the um, uh, it's only a Californian trainer, was only a Californian train uh, chain up until recently. Um, so it, it, it became somewhat mythologized just by virtue of not being able to get it on the on the East Coast. But, you know, as Sam said, yeah, they're all kind of pretty good, but probably not worth the amount of ink that is spilled mm. discussing them. Yeah. Five Five Guys is, uh, is in London. I went to the Five Guys in London and it was good, but... It was good. I think their point of difference, they had something with their fries. I think they like had this enormous pile of potatoes and they were like hand slicing the fries as, and that was kind of their thing. And it was okay. It wasn't like thick, cut, thick cut fries can, no, that's not yeah. for me. Yeah, I agree. Have you guys tried the Australian, they're originally from Noosa, but now they are everywhere. The Betty's Burgers and Concrete Co. Have had one last tried? night, a pie. Really? How are they? There it is. Last what do you think? night. It's good. Um, it was really nice in a bad for you type of way. It was good. I was going to say a lot of those burgers, like American style burger chains, the style of burgers in America with the really brioche bun on that are not really things we've had much here. They're close to Donald's style. Betty's Boost was a bit like that, but it would be the other probably extreme that's more like local. And um, it was nice, really nice. Yeah, yeah, really good. Tick, mm. have it again. Boots? Boys loved it. Have you tried a boots? Yeah, I've had, yes, I've tried Betty's burgers. I mean, if I've to get off topic slightly, if I could choose any burger place, I would go Andrews Burgers in Albert Park. They are um, for mine the best. Shout out to Andrews. Yeah. Side hustle. Burgers at Andrews House in. Yeah, in, it's just, it's oh, just, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, not a place. Yeah. Got it. Not a restaurant. So we'll, we'll, we'll we'll put his address in the notes to the podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's a, that's a very good idea. No, the the chain that's getting all the hype is not Burgers Burgers, but Chicken Burgers, and that is Popeyes. If you're on Twitter or the place oh, where people yeah. sort of hype things up, Popeyes was the one where people got obsessed with their chicken burger and it became this thing of could anyone make a chicken burger as good as the Popeyes one? Boots, have you, have you encountered the Popeyes phenomenon? I've never had it. <laughs> have, not. have I encountered Popeyes? It was a fried... He started Popeyes. It used to be called Boots. <laughs> yeah. Boots and Boots. Boots eyes. It was until Popeye came along and bought it. I'll tell, the, I'll tell this story. The, so in, uh, Sam knows where I was living in New York was in Tribeca, which did not have a lot of fast food around it. So you had to walk a fair way to get to anywhere that uh, serviced us, which uh, was fine. But occasionally I would get a, a hankering for uh, for Popeyes, and there was one sort of between Wall Street and um, and uh, 
and Tribeca and walked there one afternoon, got to the door and had one of those health notices on the front that said oh. that it had failed on, and you got like a C minus rating. Oh. And it failed, it failed on the following things, including rats detected in food products. You've got to put that on the sign, dude. They've got to go on the side when, when, when they, I when get, they shamed. get suspended. <laughs> Every restaurant has an A, B, C. Now, I must admit, though, I've never seen one rated that low. No. And, yeah. and also, <laughs> rats detected in the food. Does that mean there was one, like, inside the bucket of chips or something? Like, not in the kitchen, <laughs> in the food? Made so rat- so not, made not, not sure. Didn't decide. Like, so, I, like, was, I, I contemplated you, you break in, in, but then I ultimately decided no. It's uh, you can't, you can't, and you have to no, work related, so, notes, related notes to um, sorry, Hugh Giga. Let me get this straight. So, there's like obviously they're failed, and there's something that goes on on, on the front of the shop with whatever the rating is, but then yeah, it no, goes they, into the they, specific they, findings. Yes, wow. So, That's, so there was so there was an investigation and a report that had findings that were actually made available yeah. to people. Is that, is that, is that, oh, what, I'm, is that oh, what I'm hearing? Yeah, okay. I see. Right. Yes, yes, right. Findings. So, was, yeah, was... Second, on from that, was, did you say you almost went in to find out so the shop was still open? No, no, it, it, was, it right. wasn't okay. open. So I, I could, I, the, that, that was a, a facetious comment that I thought about walking in. Uh, the, uh, I thought you were saying that like they, they would open it for you just because of, you're the camp. And they're like, hey, he's here. Let's open it up. Yep, no. He's here. Yeah. He's our money train. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, so when, when we were in New York, just when I first got there, the new the, the um, gay marriage laws passed and everyone was super pumped about that. And Andrew Cuomo was briefly a hero to most people. Anyway, shortly after that, New York becoming a very a, a pro-gay town. Um, there was a big controversy because they had declined to allow a very popular chain from the South mainly in America to open a store in New York. Oh, that's right. What was the name the of the Chick-fil-A? booth? This the Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. 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 Yeah. 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 And it, known, known for two things. One, excellent fast food, relatively upmarket fast food, relatively upmarket mm. fast food. Shut on Sundays, the Lord's Day, fair income. Yeah. Wow. yeah, won't open. Like, you, go into, you, go into, you go into airports where they have it. Not open on yeah, Sunday. yeah. It's just I went, I went to one in uh, North Carolina. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah. so Vals, for a question that I thought was going to go nowhere, that really went somewhere in the end. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, he yeah. also asked about uh, tips for the AFL uh, Premiership season, Wooden Spoon and Brownlow, etc. I think we'll probably cover that in a specific episode, mm-hmm. and also uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl, which boots I think you'll probably talk off, talk about in a minute. Uh, and I'm not sure that we want to get into this one, but I'll ask it anyway. Should Australia and the Western world be more concerned about China or Russia? Question mark. As a team or, or, say, or both of them? Yeah, yeah. Just, say, just at the Winter just Games? Or, yeah, right. Maybe both. I don't, thorny, I don't. thorny question. Yeah, thorny question. We, we, we share a border with Russia where I am, up in the very north. There's a, there's a tiny bit of border up at the top. So yeah. um, the, the, sure the conversation um, uh, that's going on here is about energy because Russia supplies natural gas to a lot of Europe. Yes. So the thinking is that um, if, if sanctions are slapped on Russia, that their move would be to say, well, screw you guys, have fun freezing through winter. So they haven't timed it that well because what, what they should have probably done is to do it at the start of winter. Um, but um, interestingly enough, energy is a big deal at the moment because Norway um, being the notoriously green place that it is, 95% of our energy is hydro um, energy or wind. But... Something's happened in the last few months and the price has just gotten to the point where the average person, their monthly energy bill is like two grand. 
Like it's just, it's gotten so fucking out of control. So energy is a big deal. And, that, and that's the main concern with a lot of people with Russia. We don't and get a lot of drivers gas for, for that. Like given it's, given it's kind of renewable, like what's, what's the driver for the, for the price? I, have, I don't know. I should be taking more of an active interest in it. Um, my response to it was just to buy a shitload of firewood and make use of our fire more. <laughs> Cause heating, like heating when it's minus five, minus yeah. 10 is, is, is your main cost. Right. But I, I don't know. There's just the, the mechanisms of the market are broken in some way. And that, has had this effect on the price, but um, I, I really feel for people who are sort of, you know, don't have a lot of fat in their, uh, in their month to month, week to week budget. Cause it's literally like quadruple or maybe five barely, ten times what it used to be for some people. Jesus. Barely charged the Tesla Dave. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, we charge those at the shop, you know, save, save money. The, <laughs> the shop has free, our supermarket has free Tesla charging. I actually do charge it there sometimes. It's a great response, but 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 Sam, your 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 obvious dig at Dave was uh, was certainly referenced there. Now I was more more digging at the uh, the the working class in Norway who still have Teslas. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I, Why not? See, I, I I would have gone a different direction and pointed okay. out that a country that basic prosperity is based on the oil that it drilled out of the uh, the Nordic seas. Uh, complaining about uh everything not being green enough is is more the irony that i like to uh, mm. there is some that. there is some irony there i i do i do see that as well but um yes now we can move on but so i guess that's the russia question um you know brushed over and not, not really addressed <laughs> thank <laughs> well, you Charles. i appreciate that we could bring I'll him back well, on but... we should bring him back on get his views also his views on the new abba album they brought out an album after 30 years of new material so we'd be his gen- thoughts on that we genuinely should bring him on for that because yeah. I'm not covering that and he would do he would do it justice. Song by song, he would. Yep. So that was the letter. And also, uh, yeah, shout out to Jeff, as always. Uh, we'll get to yours yep. when we do the music episode dedicated to Ranch's band, which we have not forgotten about. We'll definitely do that um, oral history of, of Sweard at some point. It's going to be a 17-part series. But shout out to Jeff's dad as well, Dave, if you got to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Jeff's dad. Yeah, yeah. Hope everything's I good. love Jeff you, dad. Jeff's dad. I really Jeff's do. Dad. Number one. Yeah. Yeah, our, our mm-hmm. best guy. Um, and congrats but, on Harbaugh going back to Michigan too. It's great. Good yeah, news. yeah. Go, Hus- go Huskies. That's right. Boilermakers. I don't think that's the yeah. Boilermakers. Is it? a, Wolverines. Wolverines. No, no, none of this stuff is even close, but anyway. No. <laughs> I just made the that fucking up. Wolverines, are they? They are. Not even yeah, close. Yeah, but kiss <laughs> my ass. <laughs> the Fab Five. Jeff's, Jeff's yep. dad lives yep. in New Jersey. Yep, Lob what? City. What? I thought he lived in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hang on, doesn't Jeff dad hell. live in Michigan? No. I thought I... thought I. This, no, there you, 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 you think no, you know a guy? You, you think you know wait, Jeff's wait, dad and you, then all of a sudden it's a like, different Jeff's dad. I'm sure like Jeff lied to him. us. You're talking about your mate Jeff, his dad. I'm talking yeah. about another dude called Jeff. <laughs> his dad is definitely from fucking Michigan, baby. Jeff, Jeff from the Wiggles, the original Yellow Wiggle, yeah. who almost died on stage. Jeez, that would have yeah, been yeah, rough. Yeah. Would have been so rough if that had <laughs> actually happened. I'd have, Boy. I'd have sold a uh, $850,000 oh ad package. They're going to be pissed when they find out there's no audience in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. When, can, Jeff's dad, can you move to Michigan? We sort of sold some <laughs> stuff based on our audience. Our ads, yeah. We, we wow. need someone there, so see what you can do. Uh, hey, quick segue, uh, because we... we love to talk about tv and film etc something jogged my memory when we were talking about um chick-fil-a and the you know religious undertones of that i've got a bone to pick with three of you that relates to religion i am 
disappointed. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> disappointed and saddened that no one is joining me in watching season two oh, of The Righteous, Righteous Gemstones, Gemstones yes. which is an HBO show. There has never been a show more closely tailored to our specific sense of humor. You don't I've need to see the first season. And the second season is outrageously can funny. We de- can we definitely get it here? I hope yeah, so, it's because it's fucking amazing. It's- I don't have it's Fox on Fox still, so presu- presumably it's on binge then. Binge, it's usually on binge. And what's what's it about? I've never seen an ad for it. I've never heard of it. Oh, other than I, I, I watched I watched half of the first season. I got to be honest, Dave. I, I really wanted to like it because who doesn't love John Goodman? But oh, it's it's Dave Shit's Creek. No, it's not Shit's Creek. <laughs> I'll give you the quick version. It's it's a, the creation of Danny McBride, the guy who did Eastbound and Down, and a bunch of yeah, other who stuff. I love. Yeah. I and I, I didn't love Eastbound and Down, but his no, and no, it's no. basically a, a sort of a parody of an evangelistic American megachurch family with a rich sort of mm. patriarch and then a bunch of shitty kids. Um, the first season boots, I'm, I'm actually, I'm sort of, I'm not with you on it, but the first season is a little bit whateverish, but the second season mm. is outrageously good. Yeah, John Goodman. Uh, is the dad um, Danny McBride is is like the oldest son and he's just perfectly suited to being this sort of spoiled, inappropriate sort of Bible bashing guy who actually has no moral fiber of his own, um, you know, massive hypocrite. Adam Devine is in it as the youngest brother. And the middle kid is this woman who I don't know who she is, but she is tremendously dirty, gets all the best lines and is just, hilarious the whole thing is is great so you know is there any I, I way i can watch it without is there any way i can watch it without watching the first season yeah you don't need to i would say there's very little need to watch the first season like i basically told you any, everything there is to know yeah and the first season is yeah. uh, not that good the other guy their cousin baby billy is played by walton goggins who i like um oh, yeah, exceptionally cool. good oh, cast great very cast. very good very great very good please, yeah. please give yeah. season two a try don't worry about season one I've heard from a number of different people that it's that it's really good. So, oh, that yeah, guy, I might, I might check that out. Yeah, I was laughing out loud at the most recent episode. It's just, it's very well written, and it, it, I finally found a Danny McBride thing that I really, really love. Like people have been talking about how great he is for years, and I kind of never got there. But this is this is the one. I'm and surprised you, John, John you guys Goodman's don't like him. I like him. It doesn't do it for me too. Just that kind of redneck humor is just not my not my jam. But I'll, I'll try to check this out for you. Yeah, this is sort of that, yep. but really not that. So uh, yeah, please please give it a go. But what what are you guys watching? Can I give you a red hot take on what I'm watching? Yes, mm-hmm. it's just it's going to blow your mind. I reckon Boots might be familiar with it because it's the sort of nonsense it might be into. I stumbled across <laughs> and immediately became hopelessly addicted to heroin style. The Netflix show that just launched its second season called Cheer. No, oh, yeah, it's great. Man. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm so into it. I'm into Can it. Can you fucking we're, believe we're, what those people do? It's incredible. I'm following them on, I'm following on the gram. I'm, I'm, I'm invested <laughs> in their personal situation. I'm thinking about going to Daytona next year. What, like, what it's, can you it's tell incredible. me? You go to Daytona. Are there regionals? The store. Yeah, there's regional yeah. sectionals and sectional regionals. I love that um, shit. That, that's, I mean, yeah, they, it's basically a um, community college in what would no doubt be a hellhole Texas, small town Texas, in Texas yeah. called Corsicana. Yeah. And basically, the first season is just a doco of this um, of this community college, so non-professional um, cheerleading team. But rather than doing like the go to the football game and stand on the sidelines type mm-hmm. cheer, it's these like just comically just a little ridiculous because it's America 
like cheer routines with guys and girls where there's just like girls being thrown like seemingly five to eight meters in the air and caught. And it's, it's sort of unbelievable, but it all builds up to, and this is sort of ridiculous, but amazing. It seems like there's no, it's a bit like the head of the river. There's nothing that matters that they compete in for the entire year, except for this one like Super Bowl of cheerleading, which is in Daytona, which mm-hmm. is in Florida, I found out. Which is um, the perfect location for it, is it not? Like everything yep. you think and of then, around the word Daytona, it's like, yeah, that sa- absolutely yeah. sounds like the place the fucking cheerleading That's championship it. And it's just like you do your routine and if one person stumbles at any point in it, then the previous 12 months have been a waste of time. And the team's just full of like these crazy girls and like super flamboyant guys. And it's just incredible. And there's a lot of backstory. A lot of them got rough up because they're, it's a community college, right? So a lot of them don't have a lot of money or had like rough upbringings and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm in. Wow. That's yeah. great. It's a great show. It's it's it is it is genuinely great. So so you're only you're watching it now, like or did, no, did you watch the first season this, when it came out? Just finished the second season, which was right. and it takes a dark turn in season two. Mm, yeah, Interesting. Interesting. for reasons I, I can't say it, but God, have you watched season I, two yet? No, no, I haven't. But is that to do with the dude from the first season that stuff happened about? Kind of when? Yeah. The, do you yeah, know what yeah, that yeah. is? Yes, I do. When I say dark turn. He means dark turn. Doesn't get any darker with him. <laughs> really, and Aaron Hernandez type stuff. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's um, but like, scale. It's not quite there because no one died. I won't be watching this, but I'll certainly be googling it to find that one. Yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah. watching the man. French version of it called Hello Hello? <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, man. It's worthwhile watching. Put on the first episode. I think you will genuinely be impressed by the athleticism on display. It's fucking unbelievable what these people do. It really is. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, and some of the hits. They're not pros. You've got to remind yourself they're not pros. Yeah. Because occasionally they toss a girl in the air and they drop her. Yeah. It's like the, the amount of injuries. The, ju- Sorry, the Jack Reacher series is not going to watch itself, right? I've got a finite amount of time. Like, like, oh, I've heard that's actually okay, which is just remarkable <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay, what? Boots? What's the, what's the deal on that one? It, uh, it's pretty good. For, for, if you're a um, long-form NCIS uh, enjoying person. It's better than that, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's better, it's better than that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, though, um, it's, I mean, that's what, that's what it is, right? It's a, it's a you know, crime-solving with a... Um, but with a lot of brutal ex, hand-to-hand ex, ex, Oh yeah, and and they've actually and not not to get into Jack Reach too much, but the criticism of the Tom Cruise movies was that Jack Reacher in the book is a six six foot four block of <laughs> Brad. Stop making the reach around sign. Um, the, Jack is it Jack Reach around? Great billboard. Great billboard vandalism. I should have seen that what coming. If he's coming in you, you know you deserve it. (laughs) Like when they designed Uh, the billboard, they should have had the word reacher be right at the very right hand side of the billboard. They shouldn't have left room for the rest of it. Jack Reacher. I'll post an image of that on our uh, on our Facebook page. (laughs) Haven't seen it. Just replace our logo with that. (laughs) The billboard. Amazing. No, I'd, I'd heard the same thing. The guy in the series is, is closer to the guy in the books. And yeah, like, yeah, built like a block yeah, of flats, yeah. um, unlike Tom that's Tom. right. A, a six, six foot four block of granite, as it, yeah. But um, he's kind of almost too too big by compare. Like the, the guy in the in the show is supposed to be like a ex Navy Seal, but like he hasn't been a Navy Seal for a while. He just walks around and he's still got that just physique uh, without being cut. But 
anyway, it's it, it, it's an it's an enjoyable show, but it's uh, it's also not one that I think would be the uh, uh, the 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 jam for the uh, for the rest of the people on this podcast. R- Ranch is on mute the- because he's laughing. Hey Sam, while Ranch is on mute, he's laughing too much. <laughs> <I'm just> laughing <laughs> silently. Sam, you're you're a Beatles uh, enthusiast and historian. I'm going to put something to you that's going to shock you about Ranch. Go on. The Ranch hates the oh, Beatles. Yeah. Oh no! Incredible no. documentary. Get that's back. In, that's in. That's an incendiary. That is incendiary. Hate the Beatles. <laughs> Direct quotes he, he about the Beatles to. from Ranch. It's like okay, uh, John, overrated hippie. Paul, no talent. George, boring. Ringo, he stinks. Ranch said all those things. He hates the Beatles. I know that he struggled through hours five through seven of the documentary when they were playing <laughs> over down for the for the fifty third yeah. time. Yeah, um, yeah. I get that. Um, I was mesmerized by it. I just can't. I can't relate to that. I could. I could watch another six hours of it. No problem. How's that for a key takeaway from this? Ranch hates Beatles. Yeah, (laughs) and those quotes may have been fabricated. May have been. I. I think. Shocker. No. I. As a as a historical artifact, I think that thing is incredible. Like it totally is. Like what 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 sort of a gift is that to have? You know, along with Shakespeare and kind of whoever else, like the most, you know, incredible, uh, creative talents. Um, in human history and just be a fly on the wall for so like what an amazing gift but it, it just like as a as a documentary i was just like i i just i can't i just can't watch this i just absolutely you need, you need the two you need the two hour two yes. hour super cut yep. need, that's all yeah, even even I, even I four hours or something like that is fine because they're covering a lot of ground but, i haven't but watched yeah it. like just i haven't i've watched it all. see it sucks and so do the but i know Beatles. it's there i'm glad I it's there. It I'll, get, I'll get to it I haven't watched it all. No, I'm, I'm on my own. Same as Ratchet's Gemstones. Hey, one thing, Ranch, you could um, maybe touch on that you and I loved and we haven't even talked about ever on the podcast was uh, the Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez mm. series, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's been ages since I've seen that now. But um, Love yeah, it. Su- yeah, super fun. So you've watched it, Sam, as well? Yeah, me absolutely. Too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, love it. Like, it... What it what it did is it just it just reminded me how much I'm, I love a murder mystery just anyway like no matter what it is be it Knives Out or be it kind of you know even fucking Death on the Martin Death on the Nile or you know anything else that I want to go and see I just I just love a murder mystery and it was really well told it was funny um, the mystery itself Quirky, was kind of funny. yeah it was was kind of interesting um, it was good it was it was really good I would probably recommend that to just about anyone I reckon you know yeah if, um, yeah kind of of any age of any interest. I, I'd I'd be surprised if you didn't like it. It was great. Martin Short's good as the Martin Short, uh, and uh, seemingly according to people in the know, he's one of those guys who's possibly more popular with comedians than with the punters in a yeah, way. Yeah. Like, but but from people who say that it, when it comes to I don't know what the what how you describe this comedy, but like the he's meant to be a great guy, but like the snarky make a fool of you style thing. Apparently, he's just like the number one. Like Conan O'Brien was like, I remember once. I'd asked him to come and do a charity thing with me. And so I showed up to the theater and he was already there. And just as I walked in the room, I realized I was wearing shorts <laughs> and I just got like 20 minutes nonstop in front of everyone. And who was like the whole crew, oh, just about my shorts. Oh, someone died. Just like non, just nonstop. Just like insult comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. His shtick you, and, and Steve Martin's, you sort of, you know, it's coming and it's highly predictable, but it's still very funny. 
Yeah, he's good yeah. at doing it though, right? They're funny. Well, yeah. like um, all yeah. of his digs Excellent. about Steve Martin's career being shit and everything are funny. Yeah, I was going to say man that, being a um, woman. That was a great, a great. Yeah, bit. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and when when the um when that other kind of special guest comes in and and Martin Short walks in, thinks that that person is yes, Steve yes. Martin. He's like, what does he say? Oh, he says something like about the surgery. He's like, I know people are going to tell you wasn't it wasn't too much, but they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You went too like far. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, Great um, show. I was yeah. going to say, Dave, it reminded me a bit of um, that show that I, I don't know if I ever sold you on it, but I think you maybe watched a little bit of it. It was an HBO show that no one really talks about with Ted Dance and Zach Galifianakis mm. and um, oh, yes. Jason Schwartzman and it called Bored to Death. Yes. Which was like, um, which was similarly quirky and silly about Jason Schwartzman, like a tiny Jewish guy being like, I'm going to become a private detective. Yes. Just, yeah, and funny. he's like, Ted Danson's just like super vacuous. It's just funny, right? It is very good. Jason Schwartzman is in time. Righteous Gemstones season just, two. He's in it too. And just very, very quickly on the murder mystery theme. I, I don't know whether anybody's watched the after party on Apple TV. No, yes. yet, but I've, but I've heard it is like it, like I, I, it's hard to imagine something that's more my cup of tea than what that thing sounds like. By the way, it's it, it's I've only got through the first two episodes. Uh, it, it's it's really really well done. Um, I'm obviously a big fan of the the um, uh, and Miller. His name, he, he, yeah, it's the guy from Veep. Uh, I can't. Yeah, anyway, oh, I can't remember. He, he's he's freaking hilarious. The, the guy who's just always in a good mood on, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, and with, with the incredible outlook. So he's um, one of the main protagonists in this, um, and just incredibly funny. Tiffany Haddish, who not always my cup of tea, but so far has been um, has has kept her stick. Uh, Sam Richardson is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's, he's funny. The premise for for those who don't know, I mean, Lord and Miller are involved, and kind of anything they're involved with is almost mm. kind of must watch. But the premise is that the series is I don't know, like eight episodes, ten episodes, don't, don't know what it is. There's a murder mystery. Tiffany Haddish is the lead investigator, and in every episode, she is uh, interrogating somebody from this party mm. where the murder happened, oh, and, fun. and 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 the style of every episode is kind of in keeping with that particular character. And so like she's interviewed, she's interrogating like a jock or something like that. And the whole episode is like an action movie, right? Um, the, you know, like she, she interrogates what like an arty kid and like the whole episode is shot like like an art house movie or something like that as well. Cool. So, like the, so, so there's a different style and take nice. and throughout the whole season, you know, um, the whole, like the whole, you know, kind of mystery is, is, is unraveled. So it's this exercise in kind of, geekery and genre filmmaking kind of all wrapped up in a murder mystery. Like if that isn't my yeah. cup of tea, I fucking don't know what is. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. It's only that it's on uh, Apple TV. I don't have that at the moment. The it, It's all like, it's some of the people in it for like um, for Parks and Rec fans, uh, Ben Schwartz. Um, yes. Yep. Is in it. Who, who is just very funny. John Ralphio. Uh, John Ralphio. <laughs> Amazing. John Ralphio. Um, D- Dave Dave Franco is in it, who playing the particular role that he is is just it's it's the role he was born to play. Um, Alana Glazer from uh, you know I wasn't the um, biggest fan of the Brooklyn show she did with her, her friend, but um, yeah, a lot of people loved it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's just uh, yeah, it's 
it's yeah. just got some 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 <laughs> funny archetypal characters in it, and uh, I think it's I think it's going to be well worth the watch. Well, the after party. I have a feeling I just party? let my Apple membership go. It's called the after party, or just after party? It's called the called the after party on Apple TV. Nice. Well, the next time we record an episode in about eight months' time, I will definitely watch that. Yes. How soon? Uh, speaking of recording things, how soon is the Super Bowl? So I want to touch on that, but we're short on time. It, it, it's Monday, it? so. Yeah, so it's, I guess it's now on Monday, so why don't we just give Boots a tight five? Yeah, I had a segment that I wanted to do, but we may not have time for both. But Boots, you go. Give us give us a bit of campfire about upcoming Super Bowl for those who uh, watch the game once a year. What can they What can they expect this year? Hit the sound okay. effects, you. It's around the campfire. <laughs> Look, very quickly, this is uh, the Super Bowl that no one thought would happen and, frankly, no one no. really wanted. Um, no one wanted. It is the, the, the Los Angeles Rams who in their NFC Championship game, uh, which was in their home stadium, about 70% of the um, fans were travelling fans. Uh, the Rams are a transplant from St. Louis uh, and they've been in, in LA for about three years now and still, even though back in the 80s, good team, they were originally from, from Los They're Angeles. They're a good team. Good, good, good team. They, they, they've brought... Um, basically no one's homegrown on it they've, they've built through free agency and trades so a very difficult team to love um, the other team uh, actually I find much easier to to, uh, to enjoy and it's mostly around one guy uh, and it's, it, the guy's name is Joe Burrow Joe Burrow is a really interesting story he was a quarterback at Ohio State and couldn't beat out um, one of the quarterbacks there uh, to, to play and ended up transferring to LSU, uh, which is Louisiana State University, and then went on to have the greatest statistical season in the history of college football um, in, uh, in 2019. And then in 2020 was the first pick in the draft. So it was kind of a real rags to riches, couldn't get on the field story, and then uh, uh, became the number one pick. Was looking quite good in his good in his first season before he got his knee crumpled by eight three hundred pound men landing on him at the same time, um, and people w- were worried that he actually wouldn't play this season as well as last season. But he then he then got back and now uh, has carried a team that had the lowest odds of all the AFC teams that made the playoffs to uh, make the Super Bowl. Uh, it would have been extremely have low odds to even make the playoffs this year, though, right? Like when, when, when the, oh, the, at the at the start of the year, absolutely. For context, the the Cincinnati Bengals are, are the team Boots is talking about there, and they they picked Burrow number one in the draft two years ago, and they won two games for that season. Like they were incredibly bad. Like for and and they've always been bad. The owners are typically very kind of stingy. They don't, you know, they don't really go out and spend. They've got the smallest, smallest scouting department in the league. Yeah, like they never spend anywhere near um, the cap of the salary cap. Um, they're, they're pretty cheap. The, the owners really just kind of like owning an NFL team that's going to appreciate and value and that's kind of it. Like, you know, like these are the fans who are famous for just like wearing wearing um, brown paper bags on their heads and calling yeah. themselves right? Like they're fucking terrible, <laughs> right? Um, and like historically bad and they have just been just great all season but kind of defying the odds like they, they played my team the Steelers a couple of times and every time like even late in the season we were not overly good this year but late in the season I'm like oh cool we've got the Bengals next week we'll definitely win that like and then they you know won the division um, they wound up you know kind of making it and everyone was a bit like oh yeah they're just kind of making up the numbers but then they just keep winning and, and they've beaten good teams and done it 
in in a great fashion too. Like Burrow got yeah. sacked nine times against the Titans in, in in the first round of the first round of the playoffs. I think it was uh, second, second second round. round. They, 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 they beat Oakland yeah. in the first round and yep. then divisional playoffs. Beat Tennessee, like, who were the number for, one overall seeds. For a team to get sacked nine, I, I, I think I'm right. I, I don't think a team has ever won a postseason game getting sacked nine times. Like I'm pretty confident that's, that is the case, that, and, that, and I'm not sure correct. how many games teams have sacks. won when when. Sorry, what what's a sack? No, it's a lot of sacks. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, like remarkable story. Um, and the, uh, sorry, but it's, I've, I've completely kind of taken over here. But just the other point about the Rams, I want to make too is. It's going to be interesting if they do win because they're one team who have not built at all through the draft. To your point, they've they've built their team through free agency and and, and signing established players. They haven't made a first round draft pick since 2015, Boots? 2016 Six, when they when they took 16, off. 16, they off. Yeah. Right. They haven't had a first round pick since then, right? So like it's it's fascinating. If they win the Super Bowl, it'll all be worth it. If not, they're kind of screwed really oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, the, the bill's coming due. Um, yeah, they've got no players coming through um, at all. But, but, yeah, I, look, there's a couple of guys who sort of peripherally, like the, the nickel cornerback and a few of their linebackers, but it's actually all their weaknesses are kind of where they don't have their superstars. It's very much a Stars and Scrubs theory. Stars um, and Scrubs, I like that. The the just just one thing to close out on the Bengals um, and how amazing this has been. Before they won that game at Tennessee, Cincinnati, who has been to the Super Bowl twice in the 80s, had never won a playoff game away from home until um, until uh, that game against Tennessee. And they've they've been, uh, since the, they were in the, the, AF, the old AFL, so since the, the merger, 1971, they've never... Um, made a one a game away from home, and now they've won two. They won in Kansas City, which is generally regarded as the toughest place to play. Um, Arrowhead in the playoffs. Correct, Sam. Um, there was and- a um, a great a great meme going around before the first week of the playoffs. There was this meme saying that no one in the history of the human race has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a yeah. playoff game, and that's because they hadn't won one since like 1989 or 1990 or something before text messages were invented. Back, back to my Essendon Twitter account thing, Ranch. That's the type of content that it is rife with. It's rife with it. Should we very, very quickly, because Dave, I know you've got a hard stop in one minute. Quickly, Boots, your tip? Uh, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. I just can't I, I worry a lot for Burrow's safety. I think Von Miller and Aaron Donald, who are like two big beefy dudes who try to kill the quarterback every play for people who don't follow, um, they're going to be too hard to stop for the Bengals. And I reckon Joe Burrow is going to be under pressure from those two dudes. And uh, the Rams will win. And that will probably grind Boots' gears. And I'm, I'm, pol- I'm sorry about that. Practical question for Australian viewers. What, what time is it on Australian time? And where can people find it? 10.30 a.m. Correct. So you're taking a, I, a man or a woman who wants to watch it is basically taking a day off on Monday if it's a 10.30 start. Am I right in saying that the halftime show is like a grab bag of rap stuff? Yes, it is. Did you see the yes. promo video? High budget. No. <laughs> oh, you sure <laughs> I'm shocked that they spent money on that. It's, yeah, wow, well, uh, that'll be good. It's uh, Eminem plus Dr. Dre. Snoop, it's pretty old Snoop now. Dog. Plus and, Snoop. And Jay-Z. No, not Jay-Z, plus uh, Mary J. Blige, who's maybe the weak link in that lineup, and Kendrick Lamar as the token new guy, who are, who people think is amazing. I just cannot get into him in the slightest, but most people think he's amazing. I'm so, like that uh, with Drake. 
It's a yeah, I'm like that with Drake too. I don't get it. Yeah, don't we're get too it. old. This has been a pleasure speaking with everybody this week uh, on the Dick and Ham Show. Thanks always, as always, to our sponsors, Sal and Sal Accountants. We're good at numbers, not slogans, and the old McCallum Sweet Dry and Draft.com. See you next time. Thanks, man. 53 years. <laughs>